This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Thursday, the 25th of August. I'm Nkem Ifejika. Coming up, Russia strikes a railway station in central Ukraine. An 11-year-old teenager died. A Russian missile destroyed his house. Search and rescue operations at the railway station will continue. And the police chief who fails to stop the Texas school massacre is sacked. I have messages for P.R. Rondo and all the law enforcement that were there that day. Turn in your badge and step down. You don't deserve to wear one. Times of London Daily World Briefing. At least 22 people were killed when Russian missiles struck a passenger train in the central Ukrainian town of Chapelina. The attack coincided with the country's Independence Day and a surprise visit by the British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. President Vladimir Zelensky told the UN Security Council that the missile slammed directly into four carriages at the station in the Dnipropetrovsk region. Images from the scene showed burnt-out carriages that had been blown off the rails, as well as the remains of vehicles. Speaking in his nightly national address, President Vladimir Zelensky said Russia would pay for what it had done. An 11-year-old teenager died. A Russian missile destroyed his house. Search and rescue operations at the railway station will continue. We will definitely make the occupiers pay for everything they have done. We will, without any doubt, evict the invaders from our land. No trace of this evil will remain in our free Ukraine. Let's make our way to victory. There will be victory. The Times' Ashkold Krushelnitschki, who is in the western city of Lviv, said it's not yet clear why the rail station may have been targeted. Um, at the moment, uh, the Ukrainian authorities aren't um, saying. Uh, the Russians will probably spin it that... Um, uh, that bit of um, railway um, section or or the station was somehow being used to resupply Ukrainian troops. But looking at the map, um, I, um, it's not immediately obvious that it's um, some special um, junction or um, or hub. Earlier in the week, President Zelensky had warned that Russia would step up attacks ahead of Ukraine's Independence Day. Now to the United States, where a school district police chief in Uvalde, Texas, who was accused of mishandling the mass shooting in May, has been fired. The school board voted to remove Peter Arredondo following the tragedy in which 19 school children and two teachers were killed. Most of the criticism of Mr. Arredondo centered around the fact that it took 77 minutes before officers confronted the teenage gunman who carried out the rampage. The officer's lawyer said he didn't know there was anybody in the classrooms with the shooter. Citizens of Uvalde lined up to express their anger at how the shooting was handled. One of those was Daniel Myers, pastor of the Tabernacle Church in Uvalde. You guys don't care squat about these families. You don't care squat about these families. If it was one of your children, heads would be rolling right now. But because it's not, you don't care. You are not going to sweep this under the rug. You're not. One Uvalde student, Caitlin Gonzalez, was also at the meeting. If a law enforcement's job is to protect and serve, why didn't they protect and serve my friends and teachers on May 24th? I have messages for PR Rondo and all the law enforcement that were there that day. Turn in your badge and step down. You don't deserve to wear one. 
Many parents said they were there to seek justice for their children. We would always teach her that if somebody tried to abduct her, to kick, to yell, to scream, but never, ever did we teach her about somebody with guns. And we hurt because we weren't there to help her out. We need justice for our kids. Mr. Arredondo is the first officer to be sanctioned for the handling of the mass shooting. Times of London Daily World Briefing. On the way, President Biden forgives hundreds of billions of dollars in student loans. But I believe my plan is responsible and fair. It focuses the benefit on middle class and working families. It helps both current and future borrowers and will fix a badly broken system. The French President Emmanuel Macron is heading to Algeria to strengthen ties between the two countries as France faces an energy crunch this winter. Algeria is a top producer of natural gas. The trip is seen as an opportunity to build bridges between France and its former colony. The two countries have clashed in the past with tensions over Algeria's bloody war of independence. Mr Macron accused the country's leadership last year of cashing in on the memories of the war to justify its existence. Algeria recalled its ambassador in response. And just before those comments, France had severely restricted travel visas for Algeria and Morocco, saying they were standing in the way of the deportation of illegal immigrants. However, both sides have signaled that they'd like to rekindle their relationship. Mr. Macron is traveling with a 90-strong delegation of ministers, business and sports personalities. President Biden has forgiven $10,000 worth of student debt for those who earn less than $125,000 a year. It's estimated that the debt relief will cost the U.S. federal government $300 billion, affecting 30 million people. In addition, Mr. Biden will also forgive $20,000 of debts for those on Pell Grants. These are usually granted to those in the greatest financial need. Making the announcement at the White House, President Biden said that not everyone would be pleased. Now, I understand not, everyone th- every, uh, not everything I'm announcing today is going to make everybody happy. Something is too much. I find it interesting how some of my Republican friends who voted for those tax cuts and others think uh, that we shouldn't be helping these folks. Something is too little, but I believe my plan is responsible and fair. It focuses the benefit on middle class and working families. It helps both current and future borrowers and will fix a badly broken system. Americans owe $1.6 trillion in federal student debts. A fifth of this is under $10,000. A temporary student loan pause, first introduced in 2020, will be extended for the last time until the end of the year. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With the latest in driver movement in Formula One, here's John Jackson. Daniel Ricciardo will leave the McLaren Formula One team at the end of the season. Despite having another year on his contract, the Australian driver announced the news on his social media after months of speculation over his seat going forward. McLaren chief executive Zach Brown said on Wednesday that the partnership just wasn't working out, but said that Ricardo had brought a lot of energy to the team and his positive outlook would be missed. Ricardo joined from Renault as a proven race winner, but struggled to match the performance of British teammate Lando Norris, who's a popular figure within the team and on a long-term contract. 
There are ongoing rumours that fellow Australian driver Oscar Piastri will join the team from 2023, although an expected legal battle with his current team Alpine could delay any announcement. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. The widow of the basketball star Kobe Bryant has been awarded $16 million in damages over leaked photos of her husband and daughter following the helicopter crash which killed them both. After the crash, the Los Angeles Times reported that sheriff's deputies and firefighters at the crash site took harrowing pictures and shared them with others. Vanessa Bryant took Los Angeles County to court, saying she felt blindsided, devastated, hurt and betrayed by the leaks. She added that she lived in the fear of the images popping up on social media. Christopher Chester was also awarded $15 million. His wife and daughter and four other family friends of the Bryants died in the crash in January 2020. And finally, a 17-year-old British-Belgian boy has become the youngest person to fly solo around the world. Mac Rutherford, who comes from a family of aviators, touched down in Sofia, Bulgaria to end his five-month odyssey. He passed through 52 countries with some of the highlights, including flying over a national park in Kenya and seeing the skyline of New York City. He also revealed the trickiest part of the journey. Probably my trickiest situation uh, was flying across the Pacific. So from Japan to the US, I had a 10-hour flight um, across the Pacific. And I had to make sure that everything was okay, not only beforehand, but during the flight as well. And the weather was not very good. I had to try and find my way around that. Uh, And it was just such a long journey. And there were many challenges to overcome. Mac's elder sister, Zara, was there to welcome him. She became the youngest woman at age 18 to circumnavigate the globe in January. He said his advice to others was that you don't need to be an adult to do great things. Mac's next adventure will be much tougher catching up on his homework. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Thursday, the 25th of August. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.